The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. You control about 1% of what happens in your life. The rest of it, you have no control, no direct control, but you do have influence. And your level of influence over what happens in your life is directly related to how mentally tough you are. Because when you're mentally tough, you can say to yourself, I have no idea what's about to happen in the next hour, but whatever happens, I will figure it out and I'll deal with it. And I will turn this situation to my liking at one point or another. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. If that sounds like the missing link in your process, and let me give you a hint, it is the missing link in your process, I'll give you a free copy of the Mirror of Motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. 
I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to create your own safe space in real life. Now, I told you this one was coming. Now, before we get into it, let me remind everyone, I send out a text message every day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point to start your day. Another one every week, guaranteed to do the same thing for your week. They are titled the Daily Motivation and the Monday Motivation, respectively. You want to receive these messages, just text me. It is free to join my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Also, work on your game university. That's the only place where I do any coaching. If you would like to work with me directly, where I can help you in our four part framework, which is mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. And there are a bunch of subtopics underneath those. So don't think you're limited to just that. Just go to work on your game university.com. You can schedule time to get on a free call with us. We talk about where you're at, where you want to go. And if we feel like we can help you, feel like we, you'd be a good fit for what we do, then we'll tell you how that works and we'll take it from there. Again, that's work on your game university.com. That link is down below in the description. On and out the way, get into today's topic, which is how to create your own safe space in real life. Now, since I just told you yesterday that there are no such things as safe spaces, or this one is kind of a tongue-in-cheek topic. But today, I'm going to explain to you how to create your metaphorical safe space in life, which has nothing to do with the bullshit New Age definition that I broke down and beat up in yesterday's masterclass. So, if you didn't hear yesterday's masterclass where I gave you the actual definition of a safe space. That's not the kind of space that I'm talking about here today. Today, I'm talking about how to create a space that is really safe for you, but based on real life and substantial, logical ways of looking at the world, not that bullshit fairy tale, DEI, liberal leaning colleges and university definition that I gave you yesterday. So all right, now that you got all that, let's get into it. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is how to create your own safe space in your real life. First thing you got to do, Toughen the fuck up. You want a safe space in life? Number one thing you can do is toughen the fuck up. Why do I say this? Well, let's think about it. We just break this down in a logical way. The tougher you are, the safer everything in life is, relatively speaking, for you. The more toughness you have, the fewer things can bother you. The saying is, I'm paraphrasing it, that the measure of a man is equal to the size of the problem that can throw him off course or the size of the problem that can disturb him, the size of the issue that he cannot solve. You measure a man by looking at the, what is the largest problem that slows him down that he can't figure it out and doesn't know what to do and needs to go call for help. See, a man who can solve a level five problem is a level five guy, but he can't solve a level six, so he can solve up to a level five. That's his limit. Now, a man who can solve up to a level nine, a level 10 problem stops him, he's a level nine. Well, he's a higher standing man at the level five level. Why? Because he can solve bigger problems. See, the bigger the problem you can solve, the bigger the person you are. And when I say man, I'm referring to humans, not males. So the tougher you are, the more things you can withstand and deal with without being thrown off course, without being completely distraught, without no losing your shit. Everyone understand where I'm coming from here. Now, while 
there is an objective reality that we are all subject to. We each all have our own subjective realities that are based on our personal experiences and paradigms about life. For example, everyone's familiar with the concept of embarrassment, right? Embarrassment is not an objective outcome. Embarrassment is not something that happens to you. Embarrassment is a choice, it's a mindset, it's a way of thinking. Meaning, if it's snowing outside, it doesn't snow down here in South Florida, but let's say I was home in my hometown of Philadelphia and it was snowy and icy outside and I was walking down the street and I slipped on some ice and I fell. And at the same time, you slipped on some ice and you fell. Neither of us has to feel embarrassed, but we could choose to. I could slip on the ice, get up and laugh about it and you know, go tell a story, maybe write an article about how I slipped on the ice and it didn't bother me. Whereas you could be completely embarrassed and just completely distraught and thrown off and lose all your confidence and could destroy your entire day. You do nothing productive the rest of the day because you were so embarrassed because you fell on the ice and three little kids saw you fall and they laughed at you. Embarrassment is a choice. It's a state of mind. Your toughness is based on the reality that you have about yourself and the things that you deal with in your life. It's not an objective thing. Meaning the way that you look at your situations are based on a personal choice. It's a choice. How are you going to deal with the circumstances that happen to you? Everybody has stuff happen to them. The difference between one person and the next is how we choose to respond to the stuff that happens to us. That's the difference. Talked about this in episode 1663, your favorite flavor of shit sandwich. You want to be successful, there's a shit sandwich that you have to eat. The question is not whether or not there'll be a sandwich you have to eat. The question is, how do you respond to the fact that you're being force fed that shit sandwich? What do you do with it? So, again, there's an objective reality, i.e., it's raining outside, but there's also a subjective reality. Okay, it's raining outside. Here's how I can take advantage of that versus. Oh, it's raining outside. Damn, I can't do anything. I'm doing nothing today. Those are subjective realities based on an objective reality. Everybody follow what I'm saying here? So there are relative subjective experiences that we all have of the same objective realities. So when you are emotionally fragile and weak, nothing is safe for you. For example, if it's snowing outside, you could be excited because you love to ski. And you're like, great, it's snowing outside. There's going to be some fresh snow, a fresh coat of snow. I hope it's that dense, wet snow because that is better for skiing. I don't know what I'm talking about, but any of you who skis, maybe that's the good kind or maybe that's the terrible kind. Well, somebody else may hate it because they don't like cold weather. All right, those are relative, subjective experiences of the same reality. So the emotionally fragile and weak folks, those who actually created the concept of safe spaces or those who feel like they need a safe space, well, nothing is safe to them because everywhere they go, Everything's a threat. See, if everything you come across and everything you see, hear, think, and observe is a threat to you, then the entire world is a dangerous space to you. Nothing is safe because everything's a threat. Remember the definition of a safe space, a place where you can be confident that you will not be exposed to emotional harm, distress, critique, or criticism. That means nothing can possibly threaten you. That's the only, that's what a safe space is. Nothing can possibly threaten you in this space. Again, besides preschool, that place does not exist. So you're better off doing what I'm telling you in today's masterclass than the bullshit that I broke down in yesterday's masterclass. See, when you're mentally tough, nothing is a threat. When you are mentally tough, nothing is a threat. That does not mean you do not have challenges. That does not mean you don't have hard days. That does not mean you don't have circumstances that you need to figure out and come up with a solution to that right now you may not have a solution for. That does not mean Everything goes perfectly for you. That does not mean 
you just take everything with a grain of salt. You still will have challenges and some problems that you got to solve and things. You're like, damn, I got to figure this one out. And I don't quite know how to do it right yet. When you're mentally tough, those things still do still happen, but you don't look at anything as a threat. You never feel like the world is caving in on you and the world is going to destroy you and beat you up. You know that you will always be able to figure things out at some point in some way, shape or form, even if you haven't figured it out yet. The more mentally tough you are, the more often you look at circumstances that way versus looking at things as, oh, man, this is a threat. This is going to destroy me. I don't know what to do. Let me just curl up in a ball in a corner and just let life have its way with me. That's what the weakling does. The person who is mentally tough never does it. Now, most of you are probably somewhere in between the two extremes. I'm suggesting that you get closer to the mental tough one. See, the mentally weak people, the fragile people, every place they go and every person they meet is a possible threat. When you're tough, nothing is a threat because, again, anything that happens, you know you can deal with it. If you know you can deal with anything that could possibly happen to you, then you don't look at anything as a threat. Not a threat in a way like it can hurt me and I want to avoid it. Now, you may see something as a threat and maybe take proactive action to make sure that that threat does not to kind of neutralize that threat, make sure a threat doesn't become a bigger problem. But that's a mental tough way of looking at things. Let me get out in front of this possibility before this becomes something that I don't want it to be. Or something that maybe it doesn't want to be based on how I might respond to it. That's a mental tough way of looking at things. Or the fragile, weak person's way of looking at things is, well, I don't want to get around anything that could possibly disturb my safe space of no criticism, no critique, no harassment, no threats, nothing that can emotionally harm me or physically harm me. Where in the world can you go where nothing or no one could possibly physically harm you? That means you can't be around humans because you can't control what another human being does. You go to a a black tie affair and somebody could decide to smash a champagne bottle upside your head. You can't control them. You can't stop them from doing it. So is it a safe space? No. As soon as you get around another human being, you're no longer in a safe space because you have no control of what that other human being is going to do. Do you agree? So there's no such thing as a safe space. As I said, the only safe space is you by yourself locked in a room where nobody can get in. That's the only safe space that exists. And there you have no freedom because you can't do anything. You can't deal with another human. But when you're tough, nothing's a threat because, again, you can deal with anything that happens. That's a mindset, folks. Mental toughness is about understanding that while you can't control everything, you can never control everything. I talked about this episode 2624, by the way, what mental toughness is really about. While you only control 1% of what happens in your life, that applies to all of us, regardless of your level of mental toughness or your safe space agreement or disagreement, you control about 1% of what happens in your life. The rest of it, you have no control, no direct control, but you do have influence. And your level of influence over what happens in your life is directly related to how mentally tough you are. Because when you're mentally tough, you can say to yourself, I have no idea what's about to happen in the next hour, but Whatever happens, I will figure it out and I'll deal with it. And I will turn this situation to my liking at one point or another. That's the mental toughness way of looking at life. And I talk about this in a bulletproof mindset framework inside of working on your game university, by the way. Whereas the fragile, weak person says, well, I have no idea what's going to happen in this next hour. You know, let me make this a safe space and just completely avoid the situation. So nothing that could possibly emotionally harm me can come in contact with me in the first place. This is garbage. The tougher you are, the more of life becomes a safe space for you because there's nothing that can possibly hurt you. So it's all safe, relatively speaking. Attention all health enthusiasts. Let me tell you how to stay hydrated and healthy when you drink water. 
Are you tired of constantly worrying about the quality of the water you consume? We all know how important it is to stay hydrated and quench our thirst with clean, refreshing water. But we're risking our health with every gulp by drinking contaminated tap water. So introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate solution to your hydration woes. Unlike ordinary water filters that leave traces of impurities behind, AquaTrue guarantees your peace of mind. With its advanced four-stage reverse osmosis technology, this revolutionary water filter is designed to remove up to 99% of harmful contaminants such as lead, chlorine, pesticides, and even pharmaceuticals. Believe that. Before you dismiss AquaTrue as too good to be true, let's address one thing. Some users have noticed that the filter replacement process can be a bit time-consuming. However, this minor inconvenience is more than outweighed by the top-notch performance and unmatched purity that AquaTrue produces. Now, why does AquaTrue stand out from the crowd? While other water filters struggle to effectively eliminate impurities, AquaTrue does it in literally seconds. I got them. I know. I have it right here in my office. Its powerful filtration system ensures that you and your loved ones can enjoy crystal clear water that not only tastes great, but also promotes optimal health. But wait, there's more. AquaTrue separates itself from the competition with its sleek and compact design. It actually looks great on your kitchen countertop. No more bulky water filter pitchers taking up precious refrigerator space. AquaTrue fits seamlessly on your countertop, providing you with an unlimited supply of pure, refreshing water, literally at the touch of a button. So no more worrying about hidden contaminants that may lurk in your water, because with AquaTrue, you can sip and savor each glorious glass of water, knowing that your health is no longer at risk. So you stay hydrated, stay healthy, and say goodbye to those mediocre filtration systems. So health-focused individuals, don't settle for less when you can have the best. Experience the AquaTrue difference today and gift yourself the purest, cleanest water imaginable. Go to workwhenyourgame.com slash A-T, that stands for AquaTrue, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Again, that's workwhenyourgame.com slash A-T, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Do not miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize your hydration game. Your body well, thank you. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how to create your own safe space in life. The last thing I want to add on point number one, while you may not always want or enjoy what happens to you in life, you don't see it as a threat to you because, again, you'll know you'll be able to handle anything that happens. So point number two, build up your immune system by getting exposed to any possible dangers, your mental and spiritual immune system, your emotional immune system. People are familiar with the immune system probably after COVID. We all got really familiar with the immune system, right? And the concept of immunity. I talked about this in episode 2745, your mental and emotional immune system, just say a few weeks ago. Again, episode 2745. The general concept of the immune system is the more you get exposed to possible germs that could hurt you, your immune system recognizes the germ beats it up, registers what the germ looks and feels and sounds like, so that if you get exposed to that germ ever again, the immune system is already prepared with the basically the weaponry to destroy it because it's seen it before. And the more you get exposed to something, the better the immune system is equipped to deal with anything else that comes up. And also the healthier you keep your immune system by doing things like sleeping, exercising, working out, you know, not putting destructive agents in your body like alcohol and you know, tobacco then and illicit drugs then the stronger your immune system is and the better you can deal with random colds and diseases and germs and viruses and you know, what would be sicknesses, 
they don't disturb you as much because your immune system is so strong and so prepared that it doesn't knock you down the way it would knock a less healthy person down. So we had this whole concept during COVID of natural immunity. And there are a lot of people who didn't quite understand what natural immunity meant. There are some people who I know I can trust. I won't say their names, not today. But I remember they were, it was a text conversation that I was included in. I did not engage in this text conversation, but I heard somebody saying, well, I got all the COVID jabs. This person had like four COVID jabs. And they said, well, I just got COVID again. And then another person in the conversation said, well, that whole natural immunity nonsense is just that, just nonsense. I didn't say anything, but this person clearly didn't understand what natural immunity meant. See, as soon as you take a experimental drug, you're no longer natural anything because now it's artificial because you took an artificial agent from outside of your body. So it's not natural anymore. But I didn't say anything because I didn't even feel like getting into the conversation with low level thinking individuals because I would lose because they have more experience than me. Let's just put it that way. The whole concept of the immune system, though, folks, is you expose yourself to things that could possibly be dangerous so that they no longer disturb you as much because you've seen them before. That's the whole point. I remember playing basketball back in my basketball days. My thing when I was in college was athleticism. I was a during my college years, I was an above the rim type of guy, I drive to the basket, you know, dunk on people, stuff like that. So when I played against people, the scouting report, so to speak, against me was don't let this guy drive to the basket because that was my thing, driving to the basket. So I remember I asked my teammate, my teammate, Wes Pfeiffer, who's been on the show a couple of times. He was a really good ball handler. He had this good uh, crossover move. He was really quick off the dribble. So I asked him, show me how to do the crossover move. He showed me how to do it. And one of my videos on YouTube that has over a million views to this day is teaching people the fundamentals of that crossover dribble that he showed me back in college. One of the things that he would tell me, because he had such experience as a a ball handler, he would say, you know, when you do the crossover, after you do it a couple times against another defender, especially another defender who has their own crossover move, after they've seen your move, you can't keep doing the same move because they saw it before. So they're going to be ready for you to cross them over again. If you crossed them over last time, you can't just keep doing the same move over and over again because they're going to be ready for it and they might steal the ball from you. And this is how the immune system works. See, the more often you get exposed to something, the more immune you are to it hurting you as much the next time as it did the previous time because it happened before. Everyone understand? So this is how mental toughness, internal fortitude, and strength are built. If you go to the gym and you lift a 30-pound weight 15 times and you haven't done that in a while or you never did it before in your life, your arm is probably going to be pretty sore that day or the next day. It's going to be pretty sore because you haven't done that type of lifting before. But then if you just keep doing it over the course of a week, let's say you go to the gym every other day, and you lift that 30 pound weight 15 times. After about a week, uh, your body stops really responding to you lifting that 30 pound weight 15 times because it's used to it. Now you got to take either take the weight up or take the reps up. One or the other, you got to do something different because the body got used to it. It's immune to that really breaking the muscle fibers. It can maintain, but it's not going to keep getting stronger because you keep doing the same thing. You got to up the ante, so to speak. So by exposing yourself to the factors that will challenge you, you build strength. When you lift weights, you break down the muscle fibers in your body. Those fibers rebuild themselves back stronger than they were the previous time. So if you lift 30 pounds, now your muscles get used to 30 pounds. Now you got to lift 35, and then you got to lift 40, and then you got to lift 50. So the muscle fibers build themselves back stronger so that what broke them last time won't break them next time. That's the whole concept of training versus working out. See, working out is when you're just kind of maintaining. Training is when you're actually trying to advance and move forward. When you do cardiovascular exercise, the same thing. What happens? You are pushing your heart and your lungs to supply blood and oxygen more than it's used to because your heart and your lungs are already giving you blood and oxygen. Otherwise, you'd be dead. 
But when you go running and you're not used to running, well, now your heart has to work a little bit harder. Your lungs got to work a little bit harder and it may be a little bit uncomfortable for you. But when you run one mile, all right, now your body gets used to one mile. Now let's do two. Now let's do five. Now let's do 10. What happens when you expose yourself to germs and environmental impurities, which all of us are doing every single day? Again, unless you live in a sterile environment and you are never around humans, if you're around other human beings, you're being exposed to germs and environmental impurities. Now, if another human being breathes out, they exhale air, there are germs in that air and you have no choice but to breathe it in. You can't avoid it. What your immune system does is it registers those things it's picking up. It builds up tools to fight against them. So the next time you're exposed to it, it doesn't bother you as much. So the way you create a safe space in your own life, folks, is to literally expose yourself to the very things that make you feel unsafe right now. You don't build a safe space by hiding from things that bother or disturb or frighten you. This is what a lot of weaklings do. They see something that bothers, disturbs or frightens them or challenges them in a way that they don't want to be challenged. So they run away and they hide and they block you or they get away from you or they refuse to engage with you in anything that could possibly expose them to the thing that they don't want to be exposed to. And again, there are many weaklings out there whose names I'm not going to say, not today at least, who fit this description. This is what the weaklings do. They hide from things that challenge them. What the smart, tough, mentally tough and strong people do is expose themselves to the things that challenge them so that the thing that challenges you is not that much of a challenge. A level 10 challenge this time, next time be a level eight. Next time be a level five. Next time be a level two. Next time it doesn't mean anything. You don't even notice that it's there because you got used to it. I remember reading The 50th Law by Robert Greene and 50 Cents, a book that I've read probably 25 times, one of my favorite books. And in the book, Robert Greene talks about this, exposing yourself to possible danger. Sometimes those initial exposures may not be, they may be out of your control. So we talked about 50 Cent coming up in the street. He said the first time 50 Cent dealt with someone who had a gun on them, an actual gun on their person, he said he was very frightened the first time he saw a person with a gun. He said the next time he was less frightened. And the third time he saw somebody with a gun, it didn't mean anything to him because he got used to it. He built up his emotional immune system to a person being right in front of him, having a gun on their waist. It didn't bother him anymore because he was so used to seeing it. Now, I'm not saying you need to do that, but the concept, the parallel exists in whatever aspect of life that you're living in right now, whatever kind of life you live. You can't hide from things, folks. You build a safe space by going right to things and dealing with them as they are, not running away. This is the fundamental difference in thinking that someone like myself has from these weaklings who support concepts like manufactured safe spaces in places that are buying into this foolishness, like colleges and corporations. Some of you know that I go to a boxing gym a couple times per week. Now, no matter how much you practice boxing, like practice with the trainer or practice with a punching bag or a trainer holding the mitts. Those of you who know who, what mitts are, there's the little round things that a, a trainer holds in their hands and then the boxer hits their hands. No matter how much you practice that, it's a whole different game when you actually get in the ring with another person who also has on gloves and they can hit you back. Because a, a punching bag does not hit back. If you're not used to that, when another person is throwing fists at you, it's a completely different ball game. Again, punching bags don't hit back. The only way you get better at that is you got to keep getting in that ring and exposing yourself to the possibility of getting punched in the face and maybe the reality of getting punched in the face. There's no safe space from that. You can't learn how to box in a safe space. <laughs> you got to get in the ring and be in a dangerous space. If you want to be dangerous, you have to expose yourself to danger. As I told you, the trade-off of freedom is security. The trade-off of danger is you got to go to the danger so that 
The thing that you used to think is dangerous is no longer dangerous to you because you've been exposed to it. That's how you build your immune system. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do, and you need to, if you're gonna be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to create your own safe space in your real life. Number three, become dangerous. We just talked about it. The best deterrent to any possible incoming danger in life is to be a threat who could be the one dishing out the danger instead of just the one receiving it. The best way to be a deterrent to any possible danger is to be a threat to anyone who might be dishing it out to where they think they might be receiving it instead of giving it. For example, how many listeners of this show have a license to carry a firearm? How many of you have a license to carry a concealed firearm? How many of you have a firearm in your house that you legally own? I would bet a good percentage of you. Why do you carry that firearm? Well, one of the reasons that you carry it, I would guess, I don't know, but I would guess is so that if someone was to try to violate your property, violate your rights, violate your freedom to steal from you, rob you, bother you, harass you in any way, that firearm is a strong deterrent to keep them from bothering you. Would you agree? Some of you keep a firearm in your home. It's just in case somebody breaks in, you have a right and a capability of defending your property. It makes you dangerous. The fact that you own that gun makes you dangerous. The best deterrent to possible incoming danger is to be a threat of outgoing danger. That's a good saying right there. The best defense, folks, is a good offense. Just as the boxing example that I just used, the best deterrent to your opponent punching you in the face in a boxing ring is that opponent understanding and fearing that you might punch them in the face if they get too close. So they got to play their distance the same way you got to play your distance. Michael Jordan, when he was getting beaten by his rival Detroit Piston team in the first half of his basketball career in the late 80s going into the early 90s, Michael Jordan didn't curl up in a ball and complain about the Pistons beating him up. Now, he did say some things about the Pistons in their what he considered you know, not natural basketball ways, but for the most part, he didn't bitch about the fact they were beating him. He knew that he had to beat them the way the game was being played. And if he didn't figure out how to beat them, he would keep losing to them. So here's what Michael Jordan did. He made the decision that he would make himself more physically strong because he realized what the Pistons were doing. They were just playing a really physical brand of basketball. Michael Jordan was this acrobat who would fly through the air and do these amazing dunks. The Pistons decided, okay, we're not going to let this guy fly through the air. And every time he looks like he's about to fly through the air, we're going to knock his ass down. And that's what they did to him for about three or four years straight. That's all they did to Michael Jordan. Every time he's about to do one of those acrobatic moves, we're going to ground that plane. And they did it and it worked. Michael Jordan said, okay, let me get physically stronger so that instead of just taking all the punishment, I can start giving it out. 
And when he did that, he got with this trainer by the name of Tim Grover. Some of you know who he is. Michael Jordan got with that trainer, built up his body, and he started dishing out the punishment. He also built up his teammates. He built up the mental toughness and the internal fortitude of his teammates because those last, that second half of the time the Pistons were beating the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan was ready to beat the Pistons. He was already physically prepared to beat the Pistons. He was mentally and physically ready to beat them. His teammates were not ready. And the Pistons just had a better team than Michael Jordan had behind him. So Michael Jordan not only needed to build himself up, he needed to build his teammates up and make them mentally tough enough to stand up to the Pistons the same way that he was mentally tough enough to stand up to the Pistons. And when he got his teammates on board and they were ready, then they beat the Pistons very easily and basically ended that reign and the Bulls took over from there. He made the decision that he would make himself and his teammates more physically and mentally tough so they could start giving it out instead of just getting it. And from that point forward, the Bulls are beating everybody else instead of being ones getting beat on. So if you want to make your life more safe, the smartest thing you can do is make sure that everything and everyone around you, including yourself, knows that you are the most dangerous entity in the room. If you want to make all of your life more safe, the smartest thing you can do is make sure that everything and everyone around you, including yourself, knows that you are the most dangerous entity in the room. That way, you're completely safe. Because nothing's a threat to you. You're the threat to everything else. See, if there's a lion in the room, I saw this video the other day. I forget where this was. I think it was outside of the USA. I'm pretty sure it was outside of the USA where a lion, a literal lion, had escaped from the zoo. And there was video of the lion just walking around town. And <laughs> I think people were getting out of the lion's way. You didn't see any people in the frame with a lion. You just saw a lion. If there's a lion in the room and a bunch of other animals in the room, Let's call those to say land animals all in a room. And a lion is one of those animals in a room. Name the animal that makes the lion feel unsafe. Name one land animal to make a lion nervous. I can give you a couple, possibly an elephant, but an elephant probably wouldn't be in a room because the room would collapse under the weight of the elephant. Possibly a hippopotamus, possibly. Maybe a rhinoceros. Those are only three that I can think of. Everyone else, maybe a, uh, maybe a couple of horned animals who can kind of defend themselves a little bit from the lion. But for the most part, all of the other animals would be very wary of the lion. Why would they be wary of the lion? Because they know what that lion is capable of. The lion, for the most part, even though there are some animals that could attack the lion the same way the lion could attack them, the lion is the most dangerous animal in the room because all those other animals that I mentioned, for the most part, those animals are not carnivores. All right, they don't hunt and kill other animals. Rhinos, for the most part, don't hunt and kill lions, but lions will hunt and kill rhinos or hippos or wildebeests or whatever those animals are that lions go chasing after in National Geographic. For the most part, lions will kill any one of those animals and eat them for dinner. For the most part, those animals don't really hunt other animals and lions don't get hunted. See, that's why the lion is the most dangerous animal in the room, because it has the capability of hunting any one of those other animals. So those, all, every animal in that room would be paying a whole lot of attention to the lion. The lion ain't got to do nothing. Lions just sit there. This is a concept some of you may have heard of before. If you haven't, credit me for it. It's called being the lion in the room. What does the lion in the room mean? It means you are the one in the room who everyone knows what it's capable of. And even if you don't say anything or do anything, everyone is aware of your presence. It's an energy. It's an aura. It has nothing to do with what you say. It has nothing to do with your job title or your stats or you know, your resume or none of that shit. 
It's just people can feel it. It's just when you walk in the room and when you walk by, people are like, I don't know who that is. I'm watching that. I'm watching that person. That's how all the animals of the world would be if a lion walked in the room. That's who you need to be. You want to create a safe space in your life? This is the way to do it. You need to make yourself the most dangerous person in the room, metaphorically and literally, everywhere you go. And this way, you're 100% safe always, and nothing can do anything to you. It could, but it, won't, it probably doesn't even want to risk it because it knows what might happen in exchange. That's how you create a safe space. And this is the mindset you need to have. With that said, recap today's class, which is how to create your own safe space in life. Now, again, I just told you yesterday about the nonsense safe space, and we're not even going to talk about that anymore. Listen to yesterday's masterclass where I broke that down. But today, let's talk about how to create a real safe space. Number one, toughen the fuck up. The tougher you are, the safer everything in life is, relatively speaking, for you specifically. There is an objective reality that we are all subject to. Like, it's hot outside, it's cold outside, uh, you got fired from your job, you got to pay this bill, all right, your taxes are coming up, you know, all these, there's an objective reality that everybody can see. There's also a subjective reality, which is the way that you choose to look at the objective things that happen to you. That is the difference between people in life, not the objective things, but the subjective response. Number two, build up your immune system by getting exposed to any possible dangers, anything that could possibly be dangerous to you, expose yourself to it. Uncomfortable conversations, initiate them. Are you scared of getting punched in the face? All right, go get boxing training. All right, you're scared of someone challenging you on some of your points? Go talk to someone who you know, like, and trust and respect enough that they can challenge you on your points so that when you go against someone who is really trying to make you look bad, you already know how to respond to it. The same way that if you're going to court, your attorneys will prep you for cross-examination. They're going to get you ready to get grilled because that's exactly what's going to happen when you go to court. Get exposed to the things that you think may be dangerous to you so they stop being dangerous to you. 50 Cent, first time he came across somebody with a gun, he was scared. The second time, a little bit less scared. The third time, he didn't care. Why? Because he had been exposed to it so often that it no longer mattered to him. Number three, become dangerous. The best deterrent to any possible incoming danger is to be a threat who could be the one dishing out the danger. The best defense is a good offense. Again, just as I told you in a, in a boxing example, the best defense in boxing is knowing is your opponent knowing you can punch them in the face the same way they're trying to punch you in the face. So they got to play their space. Michael Jordan, he was getting beat up by Detroit Pistons, said, let me stop getting beat up and start beating people up. So now they got to think about me instead of me just thinking about what they're going to do to me. All right. Same thing for you. If a lion was in a room with a bunch of other land animals, what animal would make the lion nervous? None of them. Doesn't mean a lion can't be hurt by one of them, but the lion is making everybody else nervous because everyone knows what the lion is capable of. The lion doesn't have to say nothing, doesn't have to do anything, but everybody's watching that lion. Nobody's taking their eyes off that lion because they know if they do, what, what might happen? You need to be that in your life. You need to make yourself the most dangerous person in the room, metaphorically and literally, everywhere you go. This way, you will always be safe. You adopt that mindset, everything in your life changes. All that said, text me, share my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game university. Now, if you want to work with me directly, you want to become the lion in your room, in your life, does not mean you're impugning on anyone else's rights, but nobody's going to impugn on yours, business-wise, professionally, emotionally, mentally, in any other way, off in work or out of work, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and work with me directly. That link is down below in the description. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305 305- 
384-684-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game university.com. There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs. And we go from there. I'll see you inside again. That's work on your game university.com. Introducing AG1, newest sponsor of Work On Your Game, the all-in-one daily supplement that takes your health and well-being to new heights. Now, you know me as a pro athlete. I'm very meticulous about what I put in my body. I still perform every day as an athlete. I got to make sure I'm putting good stuff in me. So AG1 has a powerful blend of 75 essential vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, and it is designed to provide comprehensive support for your body and your mind. So imagine having a personal army of health experts working tirelessly to optimize your well-being. That is what AG1 is. It's a synergistic combination of prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and more, which means what? It means there's a bunch of stuff all working in harmony to fuel your body with the nutrients it craves. So say goodbye to the hassle of taking multiple supplements, get rid of that medicine cabinet that you have in your kitchen right now with all those pills, and embrace the simplicity of AG1, which is literally one scoop of this stuff with eight ounces of water in a shaker bottle that they provide, and that's all you need every day. But that's not all. There's more. When you try AG1 today, you'll receive a fantastic offer. Here it is. You're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vitamin nutrient, vital nutrient for strong immune system and strong bones, along with five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment. This means you'll have everything you need to take AG1 on the go and never miss a beat in your health routine. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and let's unlock the power of AG1 for a healthier, happier you.